and welcome to this episode of ProximoCast Industry News. Every week we take you through the top news across the energy, infrastructure and project finance markets. I'm your host Naomi Wood, reporting to you from London and today is the 24th of April. Before we get into the latest news stories, the Proxmo team are heading for Nashville in just four weeks with a doubleheader. Join us on the 23rd and 24th of May for our Financing America's Infrastructure and Digital Infrastructure Finance 2023 events to mix with America's dealmakers, including developers, government agencies, DOTs, institutional investors, banks, law firms and financial sponsors. Don't miss engaging session types that promise to leave you with the insights that would equip you for the next big moves in the market. Find out more and book your place via our website, proximoinfra.com. And if you are a Proximo Leader subscriber, don't forget you get a 30% discount off the standard ticket prices. Now for the news, and whilst we're in the US, syndication of the project financing for the Port Arthur LNG Phase 1 project in the US has nearly been finalised and primary syndication is closed, according to a source close to the financing. To be located in Jefferson County, Texas, the project is sponsored by Sempra Infrastructure and ConocoPhillips. Sempra Infrastructure has signed an agreement to sell a 25 to 49% indirect non-controlling interest in the project to KKR's Global Infrastructure Investors IV Fund. The debt comprises a seven-year $6.8 billion term loan and a seven-year $200 million working capital facility. The project loan is priced at 200 BP over sulfur during construction and at 225 BP thereafter. The project will include two gas liquefaction trains, two LNG storage tanks and associated facilities with a nameplate capacity of 13 million tonnes per annum. The long-term contractable capacity of 10.5 million tonnes per annum is fully subscribed under binding long-term agreements with ConocoPhillips, RWE Supply and Trading, PKN Orlin, INEOS and NG. The total project cost is estimated to be $13 billion. Bechtel is EPC contractor. Stratcap's wireless infrastructure division has completed the acquisition of more than $35 million in data centres and cell towers. The company has acquired the fully leased Santa Clara data centre in Silicon Valley and the newly constructed St. Louis data centre. In conjunction with these acquisitions, Stratcap has added an additional $35 million credit facility from Sunflower Bank, which it expects to expand over time to help facilitate future acquisitions. Stratcap Wireless also closed on several cell towers located in Tennessee and Massachusetts, whose tenants include the top three US wireless carriers. Avan Grid and Navaco Tribal Utility Authority have signed an agreement to explore opportunities to develop 1 gigawatts of renewables. Under the MOU, the two parties would collaborate and study the feasibility of developing wind and solar projects as well as battery storage solutions within the Navajo Nation in the states of New Mexico and Arizona. Beerhead Energy has received environmental assessment approval from the Minister of Nova Scotia Environment and Climate Change for a project in Point Tupper. The proposed green hydrogen and ammonia project is being developed instead of the previously approved Bearhead LNG project in Point Tupper Industrial Park on the Strait of Kansas, which is no longer being advanced. BHE has several other permits and approvals in place, including approval to construct its marine terminal and offloading facility. According to the company, the project is permitted for up to 2 gigawatts of electrolyzers and at full build-out could produce up to 350,000 tonnes of hydrogen and 2 million tonnes of ammonia per year. 
It will be developed in phases and is expected to commence deliveries of green hydrogen and ammonia by 2028. Everwind Fuels has also received environmental approval for the initial phase of its $6 billion, 1 million tonnes per annum green hydrogen and ammonia project in Point Tupper. Bearhead is a wholly owned subsidiary of Base Infrastructure which officially launched in March 2023. Its seed pro- portfolio includes hydrogen focused platforms such as Bearhead, 1H2 and a low carbon hydrogen and ammonia production, distribution and export hub under development in South Texas, as well as solar and renewable energy platforms, Swift Current Energy and Base Renewables. Glencore has inked formal loan documentation and an amended sales agreement with Pacific Nickel Mines over a loan facility of up to $22 million to develop the Colosori Nickel projects in the Solomon Islands. The agreement would have a three-year repayment term starting from the first shipment of nickel. Under the six-year take-for-pay-off-take agreement, all of the nickel produced will be taken up by Glencore, with the price received linked to an agreed 1.5% direct shipping or nickel benchmark. Africa Finance Corporation AFC, through AFC Equity Investment, has acquired 50.79% of the shares in Eka Energy from Eka Capital. Through the transaction, AFC will become the sole shareholder of Acre Energy and thereby 50% owner of the Deepwater Tenno Cape Three Points block offshore Ghana, comprising discoveries of 450 to 550 million barrels of oil equivalents, including the Pecan Field. AFC has previously invested $200 million in senior secured bonds in the DWT CTP block development. The consideration for the share purchase by AFC is an earn-out model based on potential future sales and or production process proceeds from the PECAM project. Acre will, on an ongoing basis, assess the value of potential earn-out consideration compared to its current book value, which forms part of Acre's net asset value reporting. The government of Tanzania, AFDB and AFD have signed project loans worth $300 million to finance the construction of the 87.8 megawatts Kakono hydropower plant in Kagera region in the northern part of Tanzania. The project also received a grant of 36 million euros from the European Union. AFDB is providing a $161.47 million soft loan while AFD has agreed to a 110 million euro soft loan. The project, which will be implemented by Tanzania's electric supply company, will reduce greenhouse emissions by 216,065 metric tonnes per year and comply with the best international environmental and social standards. The project will serve 4 million people and increase the service coverage rate by around 7% of the population. It is expected to have a major impact on the economic development of this rapidly growing zone, which lies at the heart of the Great Lakes region. The project will boost industrialisation and spur economic growth in Tanzania and the neighbouring countries, as well as strengthen Tanzania's leading position within the East African community. Vulcan Energy has received in principle support from several export credit agencies for the Phase 1 financing of its zero-carbon lithium project in Germany. Total capex for Phase 1 is its zero-carbon lithium project was estimated at $1.6 billion. The company's debt financial advisor BNP Paribas approached the ECAs which include BPI France, Saatchi and Export Development Canada. 
The project will be eligible for the French government's Guarantee de Projets Stratégiques, established to support projects deemed of national interest to the French economy both domestically and internationally. Sartre has confirmed the project's eligibility to its tied export credit programme based on the expected presence of an Italian contractor among the construction contractors. Export Development Canada has also confirmed its interest in participating through direct lending in the financing of Phase 1 development, based on the expected presence of Canadian contractors, including the project's purchase of Canadian goods and services. Vulcan's Zero Carbon Lithium project aims to decarbonise lithium production by developing the world's first net carbon neutral business with the co-production of renewable geothermal energy on a mass scale. IFC, EBRD, AIIB and commercial lenders are supporting an upgrade of Antilia Airport. IFC is providing a 150 million euro loan to Fraport TAV, which manages and operates the airport terminals, as part of a 1.9 billion euro financing package, alongside EBRD, Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank and 13 commercial banks. The deal will help fund the upfront lease payment and capital expenditure programme for the airport. The project will use renewable energy generated on site and construct energy efficient terminals. The new expanded terminal buildings are expected to achieve energy savings of at least 24%, qualifying them for a leadership in energy and environmental design gold certification. Antelia Airport is the country's main international tourist airport, handling more than 32 million passengers in 2022. Travel and tourism represent approximately 5% of Turkey's GDP and are significant contributors to foreign exchange inflows into the country. And that's all for this week, folks. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you in Nashville next month.